Welcome to Behind the Fiction, the book lovers podcast, where we deliver interviews, insights, and ideas to passionate book lovers who want to stay in the stories they love. I'm Alexa Larberg, and this is episode 70 with D.R. Perry, Diana Perry. Diana shares about her life and Dragon Con, all the details you could ever want to know about Dragon Con. This is a great episode and super interesting, so let's get to the show. Dr. Perry, Diana Perry, welcome to Behind the Fiction. Hello. It's nice to have you back on the show. I see you have some of your characters behind you. Yes, well, they're um, from this banner, and this is the fairy queen back here. Poke, poke, poked her in the <laughs> eye. She, she's been kind of mean in the past. Um, and then there's the Goblin King. And um, a big part of the plot in Providence Paranormal is that those two have been separated for eons and there are issues. Um, so their, their relationship is kind of in the background of everything that's going on. And Seely Faye and Unseely Faye, it's like, oh, no, they can't, they, <laughs> they can't even touch each other. So um, the school has like separate lounges for them and other things like that. Um, and then... I'm looking forward to writing more in this world because while Hawthorne Academy sort of takes a break from the face side of things, um, there's definitely stuff going on. Uh, their relationship has changed and so has fairy society. So that's interesting. All right. So for people who don't know you or maybe didn't see the initial podcast that we're on, you've, you've mm -hmm. got three sort of ongoing series now. One is Hawthorne Academy that you're mm -hmm. working on now. Um, years one and two have, have been released. You're, I think you're working on year three right now. Yes. And then there was Providence Paranormal College. Mm -hmm. And all of the books kind of take place where you live in, in Rhode Island. Um, well, Providence Paranormal did. Uh, Hawthorne is in Salem, but okay. those are set and they're set in the same worlds or just in different towns. Yeah. And then uh, the other series is Supernatural Vigilante Society, where there are some books that are released and there will be more coming at some point in the future. At, at some point, um, although that that book is at sort of its mid-season break, uh -huh. uh, that series. And we've seen Tino's side of the story uh, and it's jumping over. Uh, there's a big, big change um so so supernatural vigilante is sort of my um it, it's sort of my you know multiple earths sort of thing so uh if you looked at cw's arrowverse mm -hmm. um you you might look at at supernatural vigilante and when you read to the end of the books that are out so far uh you'll you'll say whoa <laughs> um because it's a, they definitely have a, a crisis moment, I guess you could say. Um, and their mid-season break that always, they always do at those crossovers that they have for Arrowverse shows. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's sort of where we're at right now in that series. And it's going someplace a bit different uh, next. So, but that's not set in the same world as Hawthorne or, or Providence Paranormal. All right. So we, you and I were talking with some other people a few weeks ago, and you happened to mention that you were going to DragonCon. Again, mm -hmm. you're, you're a, a longtime DragonCon attendee, 
and things are going to be different this year. So for people who don't know what Dragon Con is, and there may be some people who don't, um, can you just give us a little sense of what Dragon Con, uh, how, it, how it came to be and what it is? Well, some of the people I've met at Dragon Con, they call it Geek Mardi Gras. Okay, so it's like you're with 80,000 other geeks and nerds who are all into different kinds of fandoms um, and you spend Labor Day weekend there and you go to panels, you see people's cosplays, um, you can wear your cosplays if you've got them, which I don't, sewing is not one of my talents, um, <laughs> but you can um, hang around, you can play games, they have gaming, uh, video gaming and tabletop gaming and card gaming, you can um, go to all kinds of different cosplay competitions. There's a big parade where the cosplayers walk down the street and you get to see them all. Um, there's photo, they take photos. There's a amazing bunch of um, panels on all kinds of things, even nonfiction. Like um, yeah, they have people from NASA come and talk about space flight and, and other things. Um, so you have, everything from that to somebody talking about um, comic books or there's a whole literature track where people talk about writing and um, how they come up with ideas, um, workshops and other things with, uh, I think one year Jody Lynn Nye did a workshop for authors um, and that was great. They have guests of honor this year. It was, it's John Scalzi last mm -hmm. year. Um, Oh, no, no, I I'm brain fart. <laughs> um, but this year it was supposed to be John Scalzi. Well, it still is, uh, except at Dragon Con, instead of being in downtown Atlanta in five different hotels and all their convention and function space, is now online. Yes, which is a massive difference. But let's let's stay with the in-person versions because mm -hmm. I've I've been to lots of author conferences and probably people who have listened or who are listening have been to fan conferences and author conferences. But this is something that it's just at a completely different level. You know, a big conference for me is one with fifteen hundred people. <laughs> How many people generally come to Dragon Con? Well, I know I said eighty thousand before, but eighty thousand. Um, that's, they estimate on the largest attendance day. So it's possible that people come on, let's say Friday or Saturday who don't come on Sunday or Monday. And you have other people who come on Sunday or Monday who don't come on Friday and Saturday. So there might be more than 80,000 total who come to the convention, but, um, there's a lot. So, uh, you know, upwards of a hundred thousand people. That's just, it's mind boggling to me. I, you live in Rhode Island, so how many people live in the town where you live? Oh, the t I live in a very small town in Rhode Island. I live in Coventry. So we've got, you know, yeah, I'd say under ten, just under 10,000 people here in this town. But um, Rhode Island, we're a densely populated state. So mm -hmm. it's not, yeah, we're geographically we're small, but... Um, we have Comic-Con. People come from, from other states because Rhode Island's, like I said, it's small. So you can drive from Boston. It takes an hour. You can drive from Hartford. It takes an hour and a half. Um, you know, you drive 
from New York. It takes four hours. So people come from around. We get a lot of people from Connecticut, Massachusetts, mm -hmm. um, New York State coming to Rhode Island Comic Con. That's pretty big. But it's about 60,000 people. Okay. All right. <laughs> so so you're, still used less than... to these. you're used to these big conferences. So um, with something like Dragon Con, where you've got, as you said, four or five different hotels, mm -hmm. and how do you sort out ahead of time what things you want to go to, what panels you want to see, what events you want to go to? It just seems like it would be overwhelming. So for anybody out there who's in the Dragon Con family who's listening, I'm what I'm about to say, get your drinks ready. Okay. Cause this on the, on the Facebook group will always get people to drink. Right. Uh, there's an app, the dragon con app, which hasn't been updated yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so uh, everybody take a drink. Um, because I mentioned it, but on the app, there's all these different, uh, the different tracks and all of the panels are listed and you can make yourself a schedule of where you want to go. So what I always do is the second that the app comes up and now we don't have to drink once the app comes up, we don't have to drink when someone mentions it, but it, when it's still down or it's still last year's, we drink. Um, so I take all the panels and I look through them and I click all the ones I want to see. And then I look at my schedule and I say, wow, I'm booked for five things at this time <laughs> slot. I need to reduce it. So um, over the last couple of years when I've been an attending professional, um, I've had to put my own stuff in first and make sure I marked it because I don't want to take my own panel out of my schedule. <laughs> no, no, I'd really rather go see Jim Butcher than go to my own panel, but I do have to go to my own panel, so I'm still going to do it. And that happened to me last year. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't go see Jim Butcher at, at a panel because I had one that I, had, I was on the panel. Um, so I saw him a different time. Um, but it, it was, it's still, it's, a, it's an exercise in juggling, um, even with the app. Before the app, you had to um, go and get a, a booklet. They had like a, a you can still get them, um, but they had a paper booklet. And so you, then you'd have to circle it and then you'd have to sit there and make yourself a complicated chart that looks like, um, looks like when they have a tournament and you have, you know, a tournament chart. Oh, Chun Li versus Ryu, <laughs> you know. Okay, which I'm gonna go to Chun Li panel, you know. You you can't help it. I just love her outfit and her, and her hair buns and it's okay. So, um, but you pick, you know, you pick the panels you want to go to, <clears throat> and, and make so sure you don't have a conflict. When when you when you first went, did you know people that were there? Were you far enough along in the business that you knew people, or was this just like a you're just showing up in the middle of 80,000 people and figuring it out. All right. So the first year that I went, um, I made plans to go and I had absolutely no idea that I was nominated for an award. <laughs> so, <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, I did know some other people who were going that year. So I, I, I was able to coordinate with them and um, do meetups and things. And then I found out that I, I had been nominated for an award and I was like, Oh, well, I'm glad I'm going there. <laughs> um, so I went, I, I went to a lot of panels with other people, um, a couple of things maybe I might not have tried if I had gone just by myself, which was good. Um, 
so I went to the Oracle. There's this, there's this panel called the Oracle and it's all the panelists are up there <clears throat> and the audience asks questions. And when the, when the questions asked, instead of one person or another person answering like on a typical panel, um, what you get is each panelist answers with one word and they make a very strange convoluted answer. Um, and I would never have gone to that that first year. Now I go every year to that panel because it's hilarious. Um, so when when I first went, I, that's that's like one good thing about going with other people is that you you're gonna try things that maybe you might not have thought were cool or interesting, and then you find that it oh I can't go to Dragon Con without going to the Oracle panel now. I will always go. <laughs> so are you saying that the panelists like are, are trying to build a sentence or build an answer mm -hmm. amongst themselves? That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. That would be fun. I'm sure, I'm sure it must be a fun panel to be on. Um, and when you have, when you have that many different people and some of them are actors and some are authors and some, um, you know, scientists or something. So you've got this, wide range of potential responses or things that maybe the panelists are trying to say and they derail each other and it's this it becomes this long convoluted run-on sentence that maybe isn't really a very good answer for what was originally asked but it's hilarious either way so when you first went was it your intent to go and you're like i'm an author i'm going to focus on the author stuff or was it i'm going to go and soak this all up what was what was your target in the beginning my first thought was i'm a geek and a bunch of my friends who are geeks are also going and i want to okay. go and i want to geek out right and being an author was sort of secondary to that oh yeah some of these people i know them because um they're also writing uh, a book or they've also published a book um so one of my friends that i went with that year um is Amy Vello and she uh -huh. has written some books and um, published some and so we did also go to some author uh, some writer stuff and um, we were both looking for more ideas about things to write um, how to decide which project to do that's always my problem like oh I have five different projects I could work on which one oh I need to throw a dart you know and mm -hmm. figure out which one to do um, and we were hoping that that would help us uh, and some of it did. So that was good. Um, and then I did go to the bar. Of course, we, they say there's the unofficial bar track at Dragon Con. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, I did go to the bar and I hung out and the pizza there is good. Um, but so are the drinks. So, but you have to be careful because they're very potent. The drinks, the pizza is not so potent. That's kind of a good thing. Um, because otherwise, I'd I'd need to bring Tums. Uh, would need to be my 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 friend that I brought with me. Um, but it, it's uh, that's a good place to meet other authors and other creative folk who are working on maybe comics or uh, maybe working in another media. Um, that's another thing. They have performance artists at Dragon Con, and I saw 
a familiar face from my club days, not anyone I know personally, but whose shows I've gone to was Aurelius Voltaire. And I used to go to nightclubs up in Boston where he'd be playing. And then I, I'm walking through Dragon Con and I hear Voltaire. I said, who's playing Voltaire? And a person, a bystander was like, oh, Voltaire's playing Voltaire. He's right on that stage over there. So I, I worked my way through the crowd. I was like, hey, it's Voltaire. This is like being in Boston. Um, <laughs> so that was that was awesome. All right. So now if if it were not virtual this year and it is it is virtual and we'll get into that. But if if it were an in-person event and if life was normal, mm -hmm. um, would would it be your intent this year to just go and geek out or would you have a more business focused approach? Um, well, I'd, I'd be because they I did get um, attending professional status, so I'd be doing the panels that they assigned to me. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, I, I always geek out a little bit at these things. Um, even Rhode Island Comic Con, where I primarily am sitting behind a table with my books, uh -huh. I'm geeking out. I'm sitting there, the person that you know next to me at the table, and I'm going, oh, that cosplay is amazing. You know, oh, let's get a picture um, of this person over here because you kind of you can you can take the you can take the author out of the geek because maybe I m might not be writing um, right while I'm taking a picture of something but you can't take the geek out of the author um so i can't i can't stop myself it's just too much fun <laughs> all right okay so we are recording this on august 14th the conference is to start on september 3rd it is as we've mentioned a couple times virtual this year but you've, you've already mentioned that the app hasn't been updated yet um, <laughs> do you have any idea what's going on um i do have some so I know that they're doing some panels as recordings and mm -hmm. some panels will be live. Um, I think they don't want to make zoom crash in mm. the United States. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so, so there's that. Um, I know that different tracks have started recording things and some tracks have not started recording things yet. Um, Usually you don't get your schedule until about halfway through August anyway. So I'm kind of used to that. We're we're getting we're almost halfway through August. So I expect in the next few days to hear something. Um but just hasn't hasn't happened yet. And are you on panels again this year? I'm yeah, I'm an attending professional this year. So they can they can put me on panels. I said, well, whatever panels you want, it's I'm online, <laughs> you know, that's fine. Uh-huh. Okay. Um you know so maybe you'll be recording ahead of time maybe you'll be doing it live you just don't know yet no nope, not quite yet and if you do it online will you wear some kind of a costume i don't really have much of that so like i said i'm not um i'm lucky if i can sew a button back on a shirt uh -huh. without sewing the sleeve together so <laughs> so there's i'm not i so many, so much appreciation for cosplayers because they, I mean, they're sitting there making this entire outfit from, from scratch with hot glue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just amazing. Sometimes they're working uh, even the night before they put it on. So. It is. I was at uh, Frankfurt for the Frankfurt book fair last year. And the last, the last Saturday of the book fair is 
much more open to the public in, instead of the, the professional part that the, the week is. And mm -hmm. I had never seen so many cosplayers in one place. And it was just, you know, my head was just bouncing around. It's like, oh my gosh, look at that. Oh my gosh, look at that. And, you know, trying to get pictures with people. And it's, it was, it was very cool. So I can, I can certainly appreciate that. So if people are listening that have never been to Dragon Con and since it's virtual this year, you know, maybe it's an opportunity part to participate that they wouldn't be able to take advantage of if they had to travel, uh, what advice would you have for them? What, what should they be looking for? How should they try and organize their time? Well, since it's virtual, anything that's recorded, you can look at it kind of on your own time. But I would say make sure that you pay attention to which panels are live because while you will be able to watch them when they're recorded, the live panels will give you an opportunity to ask a question. Um, so if that's important to you, make sure that you prioritize seeing the live panels when they stream. Okay, that's a, uh, that's a great suggestion. Do you, do you have a plan of attack for this year, for your attendance virtually this year, other than your own, the requirements that you have as an attending professional? Do you have particular things that you're very interested in learning more about? Well, I'm definitely going to check out the cosplay. Um, I know that they're going to have different panels about how to craft things, but this year, because obviously we can't have a parade, um, they're going to have cosplayers show off their costumes on a video. So I'm going to make sure that I see that. Um, even if I don't get to see it live, I will definitely be taking a look at it because that's one of the, one of the coolest things I think about going to any fan convention is being able to see all of the work that these visual artists and costumers put in. And also, you know, the thing I'm going to miss is being able to interact with them because a lot of the time they'll act like the character too. So that's always very fun. And it sounds like, I, or I wonder if they'll have some, some way of everybody getting together at night kind of thing to sort of simulate the bar aspect of things because it, that, that is an important part of any yes. conference. They do have a discord um, and there okay. are different channels in the Discord, so I'll have to explore them. But I do know there is a, at least a Weston Bar Discord. Really? So okay. one, of, one of the bars already has a channel um, in Discord, so you can, you can check that out there. And I'm sure there's going to be other, there's other hangouts um, like Marriott um, Lobby is a place where a lot of people will hang out and meet during the convention. So maybe they'll have a Marriott lobby. I'll look for that. Um, but discord channels are kind of the way I think they're doing things for socialization this year. Are you disappointed or relieved that it's not live this year? Well, there are two reasons I'm relieved. Um, one reason is because I'm so I have a chronic illness, so I'm at risk and mm -hmm. I might not have been able to do the convention if it had happened live. So um, I was, I was waiting for final word for my doctor when they decided to go virtual anyway. And that was definitely a relief for me. Um, the other thing that was a relief is again, I have a chronic illness. I have to walk with Kane. Um, when I'm at Dragon Con, because of the number of hills in Atlanta, the, the, the 
that you have to walk between mm-hmm. hotels to the convention. I sometimes have to use two canes. So <laughs> I'm two cane Sam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, walking around Atlanta in 90 degrees with the canes um, is a little difficult. It's definitely worth it. But mm-hmm. I would, I'm relieved that they went virtual because I knew attendance would be down. And even if I would have been able to make it, it might not have been as much fun um, as if, I, you know, we hadn't had COVID. Um, of course, everyone is disappointed that they're not going to be able to hang out in person. Of course, everyone. I'm mm-hmm. definitely disappointed that I'm not going to just be able to to do the insane amount of people watching and um one thing I love to do is like, if I'm, if I'm stuck in a line, nobody likes being stuck in a line at a convention or otherwise you're stuck there. Right. One of the things I always love to do is if I'm stuck in a line and somebody walks by with an amazing cosplay or a a kid walks by and they've got a a cool action figure or something, I'll say something. I'll say, Hey, your cosplay is awesome. Or like, that's an awesome power Rangers doll, dude. You know, like, just those kind of things. And I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss that a lot. Being stuck in the line, I try to make it fun. And I'm going to miss that. I sense that you're an extrovert. Would that be true? Um, I I call myself an ambivert because I definitely need to recharge by myself. Mm -hmm. um, And I need to go be by myself to write everything down um, after I get ideas sometimes. Um, And... Yes, yes, folks, if you're around me and you're having an argument about dragons, that might make it into one of my books. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, you know, inspiration comes from from real people for me sometimes. Um, it's kind of how I build my characters or I say, oh, I know I'm going to have two characters get into this geeky sort of argument. Um, and I get that from from real life. And if I don't get away by myself to kind of jot those things down, um, I feel like maybe my books aren't as good as they could be. Um, and also I need to kind of, I need to kind of get it out because, you know, um, I need to, I need to refresh and recharge a little bit. How are you doing now with, with, you know, from what you've just described, you you gather lots of ideas from being around people, not just mm-hmm. at conferences, but I suspect that if you're at a restaurant, you're paying attention to what other people are doing and, and you see things and you go, oh, that's interesting. I might be able to put that in a book. Mm-hmm. But when you are mostly stuck at home, the way so many of us have been for such a long period of time, um, does, has, has that played games with your mind a little bit? Um, last spring, I was very sick. I was so sick, I really couldn't leave the house. Um, it was three months. And um, I'm kind of doing the same thing through all of this that I did then, and that's interacting with people online. So, um, you know, I'll go on Twitch and I'll watch someone play through a game that I love and I'll pay attention to what everyone's saying to each other in that chat room. Um, I'll go in Discord and I'll hang out in the channel while my husband is raiding in World of Warcraft and I'll watch everybody's conversations. Um, so I, I do still lurk. Uh, I lurk on Facebook. A lot of the time I'm in a group and I don't say a word. I'm just sitting there mm-hmm. liking things and hearting things and all this other stuff. But um, but I'm around. I, I've always kind of been a lurker and, and I think I guess I always will be to a degree. Um, and um, that's kind of helping me. And then the fact that I'm Gen X, is also a boon here. Um, 
latchkey kids have an advantage in this pandemic because we're used to being told, stay in the house, don't open the door, don't answer the phone. And if somebody calls five times that, and then answer the phone, say she's busy, she can't come to the phone right now. Eat your microwave dinner and watch your shows. <laughs> like, and so that's what I've been doing. I'm just like, oh, I feel like I'm 12, <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, my daughter sometimes will say things um, and I'll, you know, I'll turn around and I'll address her as my sister, <laughs> six years younger than me. Uh, Hi, Sarah. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, so we used to we used to be in, indoors and everything with the latchkey stuff. And, um, you know, she'd be like, oh, but I want to go out and be like, no, we're just going to play in the backyard. Don't let anyone see us because it was all stranger danger back then. And the fear was if you went out and walked around by yourself in your neighborhood um, when your parents weren't home, you'd get snatched into the back of some van that says candy on the side with a, mm -hmm. in a cardboard. Never mind. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I think that, you know, that's helping me out a little bit. Um, I'm trying to uh, encourage other people who feel really stifled to kind of broaden their horizons a little bit virtually because there are some people out there who just don't they they haven't thought of that um believe it or not they're like what's what's discord you know that i thought it was that my kids watched that my little pony show i thought he was a character from that i'm like no there's this whole thing you can just chat with people on this this thing um and other like uh, google meet and um they have their hangouts and other stuff there. Facebook made the, made the chat rooms. There's um, it. And if you were, if you were ever maybe feeling a little too awkward back in the day to in-person socialize um, chat rooms, chat rooms are back. So um, maybe, maybe folks can, can try interacting that way a little bit. It's not, there's less voice chat. I mean, sometimes there's, there's voice chat. Um, but a lot of it's typing. Um, and if your typing wasn't at 45 words per minute before engaging in chat rooms <laughs> and hanging out on discord, well, I bet you're going to improve your typing skills. If you go hang out there and socialize, I bet you're right. So for people who are listening to this, who, who say, I want to learn more about DR Perry, um, what, what's the best way for them to, get into your books Where, what's the best entry point or is there a best entry point um i would say if you're interested in reading ya for the most part um or you're into academy at all start with hawthorne academy you can always read providence paranormal afterward um if you're looking for something that's a little bit darker i would try um changing crime when wiser guys um those are historical but they're like urban fantasy and they're they they're a bit darker in tone um than other stuff um although i gotta say i really put my characters through the ringer in hawthorne too that was I, that was brutal i had to put in my author's notes some links to some uh some websites for people <laughs> Oh, who might that. need help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think Supernatural Vigilante, I'm not sure when I'm coming back to that exactly, but it 
it is, like I said, a mid-season break, and you know what they love to do at mid-season breaks. They love to leave you on cliffhangers, and I stuck to that mid-season break format. So yes, there's a little bit of a cliffhanger, and my husband read it, and he, when he read the last, the last book, and he got to the end, he threw it across the room. <laughs> He, he didn't say, why did you do this? But he, he was like, ah, oh, now I'm stuck in a cliffhanger. <laughs> this is like mid-season break for Supernatural. I'm like, yeah. 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 So that's both okay. good and bad when that happens. It's bad because it's, some people get really upset with cliffhangers. And mm -hmm. for, it, it just means for others, it's just like, wow, they're really into the story, which is fantastic. That, so if you don't want to deal with a cliffhanger, then wait on that one. But All right. if you and don't you mind... <laughs> You also have a, a pretty active website. So where can people find you online? Well, um, I have a Facebook page, Dr. Perry, and I have a website, drperryauthor.com. Um, Amazon and the Author Central page has all my books, um, and they're on Amazon. That's it. All right. Well, we yeah. will link to all of that in the show notes. Diana, thank you so much for being here. I know you're feeling a little under the weather today, so thank you for uh, for bucking up and, and doing this. I really appreciate it, and I hope you have a fantastic time at Virtual Dragon Con. <laughs> so far, I'm having fun with it. <laughs> I may or may not have recorded something already. <laughs> ah, okay. A, a teaser. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you. It's, it's been a pleasure. Thanks. Bye-bye.